uh, speaking with renowned uh, composer and vocalist uh, Susanne Dehim, whose uh, vocal contributions can most recently be heard in Alexandre Desplat's uh, Oscar-nominated score to Argo. Uh, thanks so much for speaking with me today. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. So I guess to, to start, how did you get involved in music, and how did you find the path to film music? Well, that's a long story. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, uh, my, um, I was a ballet dancer in my uh, early days, and um, so obviously, you know, uh, you were and and folk uh, um, musician and dancer. When I was in Iran, I was studying with some of the oldest musicians and dancers from different regions of Iran, with all the influences from neighboring areas, India, Pakistan. Turkey. Um, so, sort of from childhood, I had um, this relationship with music. And later on, I gravitated towards uh, um, theater and multimedia and electronic music and then film music. So, music has always been a part of my whatever medium of art I was uh, part of. And um, because of my theatrical and my dance and all my previous experiences, there's always a visual component to my work. Uh, I compose a lot of music for my own work. Um, so my music has always been uh, very much uh, evocative, uh, whether it's been with the visuals or not. It's, there's always a very, very visual um, atmosphere when you hear my music. A lot of painters or writers actually work with my music while they're writing, just because it's it's not very linear, it's not uh, very traditional in any way, so it allows this atmosphere for th other things to happen. And that's one of the reasons I've always been attracted to work with film, because it's, uh, you know, you're kind of that extra arm or leg that a scene needs to be completed. And um, and uh, my, my relationship with film started a long time ago, and. Um, I've done a lot of um, art installations and film, art films, and uh, worked with Peter Gabriel. Uh, I think that was my uh, one of my first collaborations, uh, Last Temptation of Christ. And then it just went on with uh, I worked a little bit on The Kite Runner with Alex with uh, Alberto Iglesias, uh, with John Debney on his Stoning of Soraya M, and uh, Richard Horowitz on Any Given Sunday. And uh, recently uh, on a sci-fi, uh, actually a sort, of, sort of like a horror film with Anton Sanko for Lionsgate. Um, so it's just been going on uh, while I'm still pretty much involved in my own work, which is um, has a lot to do with multimedia and uh, progressive uh, multimedia work. Well, that must be very interesting to keep you know, you're, you're constantly changing things up, and to be such a versatile musician, you're never, I think, glued to, to one area, so you must at least keep your mind very stimulated. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's important, especially because my background, I, I spent 20-some years in New York, and I was part of the sort of avant-garde New York scene, so we always try to keep things open and mix traditions and create new traditions, and also, right now in the in the in the industry, there's a lot of limitation. With, with music, has become a lot more categorized. So, to do film music or art installations, it's it's wonderful because you know there's a much broader, more abstract-minded atmosphere around the film score. Mm 
mm-hmm. than it is in a you know to do a record for in the record industry. Right. So for someone like me who has developed the extended vocal techniques and on the level that I have, it, it's it's always like a blessing when you work on a sci-fi film or uh, or um, or a Middle Eastern film or an abstract scene, and you could really extend the the vocal ideas uh, and you know just go beyond the tradition of songwriting and like specific traditions of jazz, classical music, world music, and all that stuff, which is all fantastic, but it also locks you into hearing music in in one way, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the sonic palette is so wide and so interesting that it's it's just wonderful to keep it open. So as a vocalist, uh, when you are hired to, to come work on a score, what do you try and add to a film score? What elements does the human voice have that can't be duplicated by a physical instrument? Well, I think it's a, you know, human voice is one of the most uh, primal, primordial uh, instruments. So um, it's not just a melodic component or rhythmic component. It also, like, sonically, it, it has a sort of psychic effect on, on people, especially if you're using it. Again, you know, it's it's a very powerful instrument because it talks to other humans <laughs> mm-hmm. in yeah. a way that, you know, uh, an amazing cello solo could also do. But there's something very intimate about and naked about human voice. Right. So once used in ways that are uh, um, creative and innovative, I think it really, you know, it, it's a very powerful instrument to, to use in all kinds of different ways, you know. And... My favorite work is when I work with composers and they have a scene and there is some kind of an idea and then I come in and I work as almost like sometimes as a as a uh, as a vocalist actress and I just add to the component of the film even if I'm singing in a melodic way but choose the right register the right tone the right you know amount of sensuality or aggression or whatever, so that it, you know, you're really carving uh, a, a vocal texture uh, with combined with the music that is already written or it's in the process of being written. And then a lot of composers score around my vocals, mm. which in a way is one of the best ways of getting what I can give to a movie the best because I can do a lot of things that people haven't heard. Right. So clearly they can't say do that thing because they ha- they don't know that that thing exists. So when I do it, <laughs> oh my God, this is like really cool or whatever, you know, maybe it's not cool. But most of the time it, it just works that because I have this vocabulary of vocal ideas that I've developed over the last 30 years. <laughs> so when... People don't know what to ask me, so the composers who worked with me before, they always just bring a very simple thing, uh, and they just say, you know, why don't you just hear the scene and come up with some ideas, and then we take it from there. But having said that, with Alexander Desplat, we, we actually had we had both things happening. There was some very written mm-hmm. uh, portion, and there was some open... Uh, portion of the uh, project was for me to sort of improvise in a percussive way or or more interacting tonally with, with the film. So I, I like both of it, but I think that just because I have this sort of vocabulary of vocal ideas that you don't really necessarily can, can refer to as something um, 
it's not referential. <laughs> right. Sometimes I say to my friends, like, just let me just do this, and then, <laughs> and then they say, oh, I understand what you say. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, I mean, since your voice is your most, you know, personal instrument, uh, and and when you're performing on a score, what what aspect of the film uh, do you connect with most that makes your performance uh, an emotional one? Do you connect with the characters, the story, the plot? What really influences your performance more than anything? It really varies. You know, I'm I'm uh, I've done a lot of different kinds of things in the arts, from the visual thing to the very dramatic things. I've performed as a Medea when I was an actress. So. Mm -hmm. It's really a matter of what the scene needs. Sometimes there's this incredible landscape with some kind of a, you know, sort of idea behind what's happening in this road and this landscape. It's just you need some very cosmic vocal ideas that are very just not related to some emotional or sentimental thing. Sometimes a scene really needs a, a dramatic component. You really need to emphasize an emotion that's there that is maybe not coming out as much and the director wants it to be more uh, present or um, there's a sensual scene or there's a very sad scene. So it really depends on, 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 on the scene and what, what the film and the composer and the director need in that scene that they think that actually human voice can bring out. Mm -hmm. And then, then you approach it from that angle to begin with. And uh, in that sense, I always feel like I'm more of a, uh, you know, in these kinds of films um, that I'm more of a vocal actress because you really have to understand the the emotional component of the, of the scene and the emotional impact that you're trying to get. And even if you're singing the same exact melody, uh, you sing it with a very different emotional uh, kind of uh, intention. Mm -hmm. And with Argo, you and Alexandra, you really go beyond, I think, the typical conventions of uh, how vocals are, are used. You, there's so many unique textures and and elements that, that you add. Um, what, and I mean, they've used, like the emotions that come kind of vary. Some are used very, you know, it creates tension. Some are uh, a little bit more uh, subdued. What, what do you find is the hardest emotion to convey through uh, vocals? Well, I actually think when there is a specific emotional component, it, it makes it a lot easier for, for me to work with because I I know, for example, if I'm singing in a very, very low, I have a very big, big range. So if my lower notes are related to a very emotional thing, it, it really has a very different... Suddenly my the voice as an instrument becomes uh, a very different kind of sound than when you are actually just being a, 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 a musical component, like the same register, the same melody, I could be, you know, creating something very cool or something very dark, depending on, you know, what, what you know, the, the, the part is, you know, in juxtaposition to. But basically, I think uh, with Argo, I'm originally Iranian, so, uh, you know, there was a very personal thing for me to be involved in this film, and they um, they respectfully send me the um, script before I got involved because I'm an activist and I wanted to make sure. But then again, I've said many times that I knew that uh, you know George Clooney and Ben Affleck would not get involved in you know strange politics. So I knew mm -hmm. it was just based on you know uh, it it probably is is a good project, and it ended up being based on this amazing true story. So. Um, so having said that, you know the the, the sessions were for me a little bit involved with seeing scenes from 
an era in Iranian history that actually made me be in exile for 30 years, 30-some years. So clearly <laughs> it had a very uh, unusual uh, situation. I was in a very unusual situation. But having said that, the, the collaboration with the beautiful musicians and Alexander, who, who knew my, my work from a few years ago, we had uh, spoken to collaborate at some point, and he knows my previous work. So it was wonderful because it wasn't a recommendation. He actually knew uh, me and my work, and he called me and said, this is finally a project we can work together. And um, so he was very aware of my tonal possibilities, but also he knows that I'm doing all these other things. So he left some space for me to be more part of the percussive side of the, the score sometimes. Mm -hmm the emotional side of the scores and and sometimes, uh, you know, just a, a tonal uh, sort of synthesis with the the, the, the nai and the kamanche. So it was a very sort of uh, wide range um, type collaboration. It's, um, it's harder to hear the score on the film because it's pretty low in the mix, but it it works. It it you know it really whatever Ben decided to do works clearly. It's it keeps the the tension uh, of the dialogue and all that. But it's um, I hope that people get a chance also to hear the album, which is really quite interesting. A lot of different influences and the work we did is um, a lot of it you know is is much better heard on, on the on the on the um, on the album. It's uh, the. I mean, the end result is uh, amazing. Just the way uh, your contributions kind of weave into the music, and it did. I mean, it works in kind of a editing, you know, tension and 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 suspense in the film, but also giving that human touch and giving the whole film history. I feel like that's uh, what you really added. So it was a. Uh, I really. It really affected me, so it was really great. Oh, thank you very much. It's, it's, I'm glad that you've heard the, um, the the album as well as well as seeing the sound. Mm -hmm. uh, so you've performed on uh, you know so many wonderful scores and have uh, worked with so many great composers. Uh, and the Kite Runner Kite Runner is actually one of my absolute favorites. Uh, do you find that different composers have different approaches when using vocals, and do you have to find yourself having to adapt to their styles? Yes, I think different composers have a very different um, uh, approach to to using vocals, and and um, but that's a great thing because it it allows well, there's so many wonderful vocalists out there, and it, it allows us all to um, to be able to you know to be featured in all kinds of different ways. And um, in my case, I think um, quite a few of the composers that have worked with me. Uh, they know my music, and they've heard my music for years, and they kind of, there's always a dialogue, like, let's at some point find the right project to work together, and um, I think there's, once you hear my music and the all the um, textural stuff and all the melodic stuff and all the influences from Middle East to jazz to, to classical to completely abstract vocal landscape, it it's a very specific kind of thing, and once people hear it, I think they they really need to find the right project. But having said that, you know, there's been also a lot of flexibility on my side to be part of a lot of different kinds of projects. I mean, I, when they collaborate with 
you know, Ornette Coleman, or, you know, it's been a pleasure, or one day, you know, I'm singing on the score with Peter Gabriel, one day I'm doing a mystical Persian uh, project at the, or, or, or a fusion thing at the, at the broad stage. And so it's, I've kept my music very um, broad because I just love so many different kinds of music. And I, I think that the privilege of being a vocalist is that you could switch from a microtonal thing to a, to a very referential melody to a very interesting harmonic arrangement of Bulgarian chant. So you don't have to tune the instrument. You just have to have the sensibility of, of, of the music. Mm-hmm. So whereas if I'm playing the piano and suddenly I want to go to India, it's not as flexible to, to tune the piano there and then. But right. with, And I think that the, the work with um, different composers allows, has allowed me to, to use very, very different kind of ideas and on, 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 on vocal ideas with them. Um, and yes, I think some composers have a much more traditional way of um, approaching vocals, and uh, which is obviously, you know, as good as anything else, as long as it's, it's beautiful. As I said, you know, the voice, the voice is a very, very versatile instrument. I mean, when you hear vocal music from like India or China, and then Wagner, and then the Pygmies, and then the, you, know, you can imagine this instrument is astounding what voice can do. So mm-hmm. if you develop all these different techniques, which I have done for years, just because I'm very interested in um, what the human voice can do <laughs> yeah. uh, as an instrument, not only in a traditional way or like uh, related to music, um, you know, tonally uh, or, or melodically, but but really just uh, the capacity of vocal, human vocal, uh, two voc- small vocal cords. So I am glad that there are different composers um, approaching vocal music in a very different way, because it allows for all these different possibilities to be explored. And there are some wonderful singers in all these different traditions, and it allows everybody to be able to to either delve deeper into what they already are doing and are great at, or just expand, expand and, you know, sometimes schools lock you into one tradition and that's sometimes dangerous. I think human voice is capable of doing a lot more than, (laughs) you know, the schools allow us to to do because they just really lock you into understanding that this is a technique and if you just not do this, then your voice is going to, and I know for a fact that it's not true, you know, it's, I've uh, I've been a very 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 bad person <laughs> in that way. <laughs> Gone way out of the you know the the what you're allowed to do or not not to do. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I guess to to wrap up, I always love to ask composers uh, this question: If you had uh, the chance to compose any film, uh, the score to any film ever made, with no disrespect to the original composer, uh, which film would you choose? Oh my God! <laughs> um, well, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a tricky situation because it's I have an idea for something, but I, I almost can't can't talk about it. So it's it's unfair for me to answer this question. Can we? Can I ask another? I mean, answer another question? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will skip the question. Uh, I guess. Uh, all right. So I guess an, a closing up. Uh, another closing up question. Um, 
uh, you, I mean, you're, you're not just a vocalist, you're such an accomplished composer as well, and you've composed so many films. Um, so when you're in the composer role, do you get inspired uh, for ideas in the same ways that you would if you were performing vocally on a score, or do you have to kind of change different mindsets in the different roles that, that you're so you know, versatile in? No, I think that it, it, it's, it's, um, it's a plus when you work with other composers and you have this, you know, you are a composer yourself, you can understand their concerns, whether it's in a film or it's a pure composition or, uh, you know, and you could, it's interesting to, to, to work with other composers as a composer vocalist, even if you're not the composer, but the sensibility of understanding, uh, you know, the, what style of music it's in and what the other composer's passion is and, uh, you know, what, what they're trying to achieve. So you obviously could be a much more helpful vocalist collaborating with another composer as a, compo as a composer vocalist than if you just come in and you want the composer to tell you everything about which register, which tone, which this and which that, which, which tradition. Mm -hmm. It's a very different kind of thing. They're both fine. It's just that, you know, mostly... I, I think it's uh, it's it's probably more interesting. Uh, if I was working with another vocalist, I would have, I, I would prefer them having a an ID compositional idea as well as just being a vocalist. It makes it easier for me to 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 take advantage of their talent to feature their talent. So I, I assume that the fact that I'm a composer and vocalist. It's just a plus because the communication is more interesting and more elaborate. Hmm. Well, that, this has been such an enlightening chat. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, thank you so much. Well, uh, and hopefully we get to do this again sometime. Thank you very much. Very nice to see you.